0: Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. A very worthwhile mission initiative to talk about today with a special guest who's seen some of the amazing outcomes of this mission firsthand. Well, most of us are aware of the powerful nature of child sponsorship in developing countries, but there is an initiative which is basically... Pastor Sponsorship, which is empowering churches in nations around the world. Anne Farrar is from Zimbabwe originally. These days she lives in Australia and helps to coordinate the connection between pastors and those that are partnering with them in a ministry called Live Connection. It's a mission organisation that promotes sponsorship of pastors. Hello Anne, welcome along to 2020. Yes,
1: good afternoon. Lovely to be with you.
0: And wonderful to talk to you, and you're involved in a wonderful mission uh, work which connects pastors in developing lands uh, with people who are like those who are listening to us today, people who want to connect with those pastors and help to facilitate their work. How does the Ministry of Live Connection work?
1: Live Connection exists to be the hands, feet, and mouth of Jesus to the nations. And as you've already said, in other organizations... Children could be provided food and clothing and even shelter, but if they don't get introduced to Jesus, they don't find purpose for their life. But if you partner with a pastor, you you connect with a whole community. Um, partnering with a pastor for as little as $2.30 a day or $70 a month is what it costs to partner. But uh, we do have some partners who are not able to do the 70 and they link up two together. And I always say half a pastor is better than none, while others are partnering up to 15 pastors, those who are really passionate about it as we are.
0: And you're operating in quite a number of countries now around the world. Eleven, as I understand it. Which are the main ones that you're working in?
1: Um, We work in two that are not in Africa. That's Indonesia and the Philippines. And then in Africa, we go from Cameroon and the Sudan in the north, All the way down to South Africa in the south with Zimbabwe, Mozambique, Zambia, Malawi, Kenya, Tanzania and um, Uganda.
0: Now, your background goes back to days in Zimbabwe and you were in Zimbabwe. Around all of that unrest, around the turn of the millennium, around the year 2000, when President Robert Mugabe suffered some level of defeat in a referendum, and that something that followed that, of course, was uh, that white-owned farms uh, were uh, were overtaken. Uh, in fact, I think the word uh, is invaded in quite a violent campaign to reclaim what they thought was stolen by settlers. And that sent the whole nation into something of a spiral downward, didn't it?
1: Yes, that's absolutely correct. Yes, in, in the beginning of 2000, there were about 4,000 farm, white commercial farmers on their land. Now, I doubt there's sort of two to 300 that are left. Um, but we were first invaded when the invasions began in, 2000, in the year 2000. And after um, quite a lot of intimidation, and we were finally evicted in 2002. And I think there's only one commercial farmer left in the area where we were. Uh,
0: Now, important to draw attention to that because there's been such economic hardship that it's been very difficult for communities in Zimbabwe and nations in Africa and uh, some suffering some of the similar sorts of circumstances. Very difficult, though, to be able to support a pastor in a local church.
1: Well, we have regional leaders in each of the countries, um, and we have two regional leaders in in Zimbabwe. There's one in the north and one in the south, and they identify... um, Pastors who are on the ground and actually already pastoring churches, and they make sure that they um, are doing a good job, and then they put up, put forward their names for um, partnership. And we get when we get the list of names, we get find out their photographs. If you look on, if people look on the website, they'll see photos of the pastors and a little bit about them. And then my job is to link up the people who apply to partner with those who are waiting to be partnered.
0: And so those who are partnering with the pastors in developing countries have a a real connection point there because they're directly connected to the pastor that they're supporting.
1: That's correct, yes. And in fact, part of the um, rules of sponsorship for a pastor is that he has to send a report or a letter to his partner at least three or four times a year to tell the partner what he's doing. And so that is where the word life connection really comes into its own. We have a couple who have a really special connection with their pastors. In fact, a couple of the um, elderly ladies in our church pray for their pastors on a regular basis, and they send their support, and in turn, they have letters back from their pastors. So it's, it's like talking to a family member or somebody you know really well.
0: And your involvement with Live Connection goes back to the mid-2000s. Tell us about this connection with the founder of Live Connection, Paul Ravistein.
1: Um, When we lost our farm, as I said, in 2002, um, my daughter kept telling me, Mum, you need to come. And so in the end of 2008, we arrived in Australia, and pretty soon after that I met Paul Ravistein, the the founder of, of Live Connection. And when he shared the vision of live connection with us, I vividly remember my overwhelming reaction was, yes, this is the way forward. It's the best and most effective mission strategy for the 21st century. You see, we used our church in Zimbabwe was also part of a commun- uh, farming community that supported an orphanage. And every year, hundreds of thousands of dollars were donated. We weren't the only farmers who supported the ministry. And yes, the children were being taught about Jesus and they were being given amazing care, but they were also being taught Western ways by Western people who cannot even speak their language and have limited understanding of their heritage and cultural norms. But it always bothered me that so much money went to support so few children. And for the cost of supporting one Western missionary, you can actually support about 80 pastors.
0: Let's just dwell on that for a moment, because what you might spend supporting one Western missionary who's working in a developing country, you can support 80, did you say 80 pastors uh, yes. who are uh, indigenous pastors?
1: That's correct, yes. Um, the last Connection is, is not a full support. It's um, It's a... Uh, it provides the basic need for the pastor. Um, But if you think of a Western missionary, they have to have proper houses and transport and trips back home for um, vacation. Um, It's a very different scene. You see the pastors in in, um, local areas, they speak the language, they know the customs and how to deal with local issues. They're able to influence those around them. They don't have to send their children away for education and they don't have to return home for, for furlough. And so while many children um, can be cared for, if they don't get introduced to Jesus, they don't get the greatest gift of love, Jesus Christ. And that's where our pastors come in because many of them actually have orphans living in their homes with them or, or help to run an orphanage. And so when you support a pastor, you do it all.
0: Our guest is Anne Farrar, and Anne works with Live Connection, a ministry that identifies, trains, and empowers Indigenous Christian leaders. And by partnering with a pastor, whole communities are changed through these empowered Christian leaders. Uh, We'll continue our conversation in just a short while. Anne Farrar from Live Connection. We're back with more in just a few moments. We're talking about an amazing ministry which is something a little bit like child sponsorship but it's not about sponsoring children. It's about sponsoring pastors in developing nations. Anne Farrar is our guest from Live Connection. That's a ministry that organizes the connection between people who are sponsors and pastors in communities in developing nations. And tell me about this connection between farming and... This level of Christian mission? Because as I understand it, in a lot of developing countries, uh, churches and communities are built around farming.
1: Yes, they they really are. Um, And in fact, you'll probably find that most pastors, especially in the African countries, have their own little patch of land where they try to um, grow crops to support their families. They will often grow crops and have a few animals and they, they usually have a, a, a small area. And my husband, John, was involved with um, Foundations for Farming, which is um, an intensive farming um, teaching specifically geared for um, rural people who have very little. In fact, if all they have is a hoe, that's really all they need. And they're taught how to do really um, good intensive farming so that to get the best Yield out of the tiny little bit of land they have, and there have been some amazing testimonies of just how well this has worked with proper teaching and um, some good advice. Even in a drought yet some of these farmers, um, pastors, and farmers have been able to um, been able to feed their families. The other thing is that the pastors who do practice live connection find it's a it's a great tool to reach out to people in their congregations as well because they then have um, extra farming um, things that they add and are able to support the widows and orphans in their group, in their area as well.
0: Uh, that's an amazing connection that your husband, John, has because he's working there uh, with Live Connection as well, but he's got a, his own department that he's working on in this development of agricultural expertise, and it's not just with the pastors, but it's with the communities that the pastor's working in.
1: Um, yes. At the moment, Foundations for Farming isn't in all the countries. Quite a few of the people have been down to Zimbabwe to be, tra- be trained. Um, but we're hoping... You know, in the, in the old days, rather than just giving a man a fish, it's better to give him a fishing rod and teach him how to fish. And it's the same with farming. Rather than just giving them things, it's better to teach them how to do it properly. And so John's been encouraging the leaders in each area to to learn the basics so that they can use it as teaching tools in their in their um, churches as well.
0: And tell me what you'd like listeners to our conversation today to do, because Live Connection is connecting people who are wanting to do something significant in the kingdom by way of mission to actually support pastors in developing communities. And it's a little bit like a sponsorship. It is a pastor's sponsorship. What would you like listeners to consider doing today as a result of hearing our conversation?
1: It would be wonderful if some of your listeners or lots of your listeners um, would like to partner with a pastor. Um, If they simply type in connection, one word, .org, Ours is usually the first Live Connection website that pops up. And there you can you can see the different countries. You can see the different um, things we talk about in Live Connection. And if you click on the links, you'll either be able to um, get our newsletters or else you'll be able to um, sign up to join for a pastor. Some people like to choose their pastor and others are happy for me just to give them the next one on the list. But if you also if, um, just want to send me an email, that's Anne with an E, Anne at lifeconnection.org, I'd be very happy to partner you up with the pastor.
0: Now, we were talking about 11 countries that you're working in. Uh, most of those are in Africa, but you're also working in the Philippines and Indonesia. And obviously, there's an open ended. Possibility with all of the things that you're doing because uh, so many more countries around the world would need your work and I imagine that the expansion continues.
1: Yes, it, re- it does. And at the moment, we're just constrained by not enough partners and this is why we're hoping that this initiative will bring in a lot more partners. Um, also, we, being on the website, we do get a lot of um, random applications from people who want to be partnered But we don't partner with random people. It all has to go through the regional leader because it is accountable. We don't just send money over unless we know exactly who it's going to and so that we have the accountability between the pastor and the regional leader and and the Live Connection office here in Sydney.
0: Well, Anne, I'll point people to your website once again because it's a good mission to support It's called Live Connection. Now, simply go to liveconnection.org. That's one word, liveconnection, one word, .org, and you'll be able to find out some more details about this ministry of being a sponsor of pastors in developing countries in Africa, and we also mentioned Indonesia and the Philippines. Anne Farrar is our guest. Anne's job is to connect sponsors with those pastors and and certainly uh, wish every blessing on the work that you're doing and thanks so much for sharing your heart with us today here on 2020
1: oh thank you so much for having me most of the questions are answered on the website but if any of your wonderful listeners do have any other questions i'd be very happy to answer them lovely talking to you and thank you so so much